Hello and welcome to Because Nature Tells Me So. I'm Susan Charks. This podcast, which originates from scenic, historic, and still beautiful Bucks County, Pennsylvania, features my writings about nature. This week I'll be reading my latest Nature's Way column, Perchance to Dream. The printed version appeared in the December 7, 2006 issue of the Bucks County Herald. Quiet lies over the late autumn meadow. No breeze disturbs the tall stands of dried goldenrod, their gold now turned to shades of russet, mahogany, and sepia. Leaves long ago fallen, flowers become seed cases, pliable stalks, stiff shafts. Solidago awaits winter. Peace there is not. Into the bright blue dome of silence resounds a sharp rapping, a tap-tap-tapping. Knock-knock-knocking, a downy woodpecker probes for a doorway into the rounded gall atop the goldenrod stem. Within the heart of the Eurosta fly larva does a chill settle? For inside the gall, the swollen ball of distended goldenrod tissue, once green and now hardened into a brown globe, a larva rests. Having eaten its fill of fresh plant matter during the summer, it has entered diapause, a kind of suspended animation. Metabolism has slowed, respiration has halted, cells have filled with antifreeze. The ungiving outside world matters not at all for now. Not till the longer, warmer days of spring cue it to return to awakened world will the larva return to its metamorphic course, to pupate before finally emerging as an adult. The larva, plump as a grain of risotto rice, is surrounded by spongy plant tissue, the leftovers from its summer meal. Before settling in for the long winter, the larva excavated an upsloping tunnel, right up to the inside of the gall's thin skin. After pupation, the new adult fly will inflate a balloon-like structure in its forehead against this outermost epidermal layer, breaking the membrane open and enabling the fly to escape. During winter, the dark, paper-thin skin covers the exit. Thus there must be a faint light shining into the larval bedchamber. Comfort through the long night? Or a simple clock measuring the parabolic progress of the day-night ratio until spring sounds the alarm? Like a carpenter checking for studs, the downy woodpecker is tapping over the upper third of the gall, listening for the void that says, Larvador here. A doorless gall is inhabited by a dead Eurosta larva, or one whose den has been taken over by the larva of an even smaller insect, and to the woodpecker, an unappetizing one at that, a parasitic wasp that, having hatched from an egg deposited through the gall walls, has eaten the fly larva. The light goes out. In its place, the tip of the woodpecker's bill breaking the seal. Now it is probing, chiseling out the walls, widening the escape hatch, coming closer. The larva sleeps on. That is what it does now, and no amount of pounding on its bedroom door can waken it. It hearkens only to the sweet call of spring. With a final stab, the woodpecker breaks through the Eurosta's protective cover. The chisel now a forceps, the bird's beak closes around the tender morsel. The woodpecker jerks its head back. The Arosta exits, not when its own plan had dictated, but according to the agenda followed by the woodpecker. For an instant, between gall and gullet, between the chamber of sleep and sleep eternal, does it see a flash of light? And that's this week's edition of Because Nature Tells Me So. Please visit my website, www.susancharks.com, for more information about me and my writings. Your comments are always welcome. 
email susan at susansharks.com. Thanks for listening.